You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and we have English Taylor back in studio. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, Today, we're going to talk about my third trimester, because I had originally planned to talk about it back when it was actually happening, Mm -hmm. and then, surprise, our little guy decided to join us early, so... Bless his heart. Totally welcome. But um, I had had a lot of podcasts actually planned for that last month. I had everything scheduled. I had some fun guests. And then all of my plans uh, went out the window. So we're playing catch up. Um, So today (laughs) I figured we talk about third trimester or at least the the two months of it that I experienced because Mm -hmm. obviously I missed out um, on that whole last month, which maybe, you know, maybe I lucked out on. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> he came at week 35 yep. right mm-hmm. yep so yeah missed uh i mean okay well I, I could jump ahead but we'll wait I'll, I'll wait to talk about things about to make a little comment on the last month but we'll just let that come up as it does and then if we have time i'll touch on a little bit of the immediate postpartum stuff um we'll talk more specifically about like diet um some exercise things adjustments that i had to make during mm-hmm. those times because obviously then my body went through a lot of changes between those 3 months and i had to do a lot of adjustments yeah. and just kind of pay attention and make decisions on the fly which was fun and also really interesting and I just tried to pay attention a lot which I talk about on the show all the time and you know it's more of like okay well I have maybe I have a game plan in mind of what this might look like but then I feel a different way than I expected to and needing to just make the changes as they come which was uh, a little bit tiring at first. Yeah. And I tried not to overthink it at the same time. But it was also kind of freeing and be like, well, this is what I need today. And just going with that, which was kind of cool. That's great. I've never been pregnant before. (laughs) I'm so excited to ask you so many questions and learn from you. Yeah. But I find that. She's going to just tune in and ask me whatever. Yeah. I find that I'm the type of person that gets very attached to a plan and Mm – I love to know what's going on and I love to try to assert as much control as possible. So I would have a hard time kind of giving that up, but I can totally understand why it might be really freeing at the same time, like you said. Yep, absolutely. Well, and it's, I mean, you kind of know also when you do have a plan and you're trying to be really, you know, adherent to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And this goes for anybody at any stage of their life or in any goal or, you know, change of their body is by paying attention to your body you'll you'll know like hey is this working for me and I think a lot of people who adopt a new diet whatever that might be and maybe they are like you know type a and they're they're rule abiding and they want to do everything to a t but then they ignore all these signs that their body is giving them that like hey maybe this isn't working and I I know that I did that before yeah my own the old school like clean eating days I ignored a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I just thought I wasn't doing something right. 
I've been there. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's doing the whole 30 diet I now. That it's, it's the, the year. new year. And I've tried it out and man, that just it didn't sit right in my gut, literally or figuratively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's important to pay attention <laughs> to. You got to, you know, y- your body is very smart. It will tell you what you need what you need to know about it yeah. if you know how to pay attention and that I definitely think that that's a skill to learn um, and just keep paying attention because your body's going to change mm-hmm. and just because something worked once before doesn't mean it will again because yeah. your body's different than it was the last time so maybe even within a matter of a couple of weeks yep. you can notice that change so what did you experience between your second trimester and those couple of weeks of your third. The third. So I'd say the biggest adjustment with food specifically, so we'll talk about food first, is I had been doing, I don't want to say strict carbonate because it wasn't strict by any means, but um, I was doing more of a carbonate style approach. So I was still going into my, through most of my second trimester, I maintained like a once a week or once every five day big refeed carb refeed and then by the end of the second trimester I remember having my carb night and realizing that I just didn't have the room for the carbs (laughs) (laughs) I like had this grand plan of all these things I was gonna have and then I had the first bit of carbs and I was I didn't even finish it I was so full I want to hear what was the food like Un, it was a rice dish, okay. which is like one of my favorites. Nice. Like rice. I love white rice. Um, I didn't even finish. I was like, I remember I'd like sit back. Actually, my husband makes fun of me because he, he says he knows when I'm done eating because I sit back and I put my right arm up <laughs> on the chair behind me. Just exhausted. Need a break. <laughs> I never even knew that I did that until he pointed it out. He's like, oh, you put your right arm up every time. So I And I had to have both arms up because I couldn't breathe. Because at the end, your stomach, it pushes on your diaphragm. It's just very uncomfortable. And I remember thinking, like, wow, I can't even finish that. (laughs) And then I was full for, like, three hours. I just physically didn't have the room to eat (laughs) all of that food. And did you only experience this in your third trimester? Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, because second, you know, the belly wasn't that big. There was still Gotcha. So the third's when it really – the third's when the baby also kind of drops down into the pelvis a little bit yeah. more too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like like at, puts on a pound almost a week at that point. Right. So it like belly really popped out um, from that point on. And yeah, my meals got smaller. And so then I basically went to like a carb backloading approach, which is I just had uh, smaller amounts of carbs more often, which for me was like every like two to three days. And I really gauged that by how I felt. It's like, well, what do, what do I need? How mm-hmm. am I feeling? I also went by my body odor, which I've talked about on the show before. Um, my BO smell changes when I'm when I need carbs. So that's actually been super consistent still throughout the pregnancy and after. Wow. So that's been like a really cool gauge as to like if it's more of like my like double check. Like gotcha. I know how I feel. Okay, let me like smell and I'm like, oh yeah, it's time. Take a whiff. I do. Need some white rice. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it works. And I've only met a few other people who 
have had have noticed that change at least. I'm totally gonna so. start smelling my underarms now to figure out whether yeah. or not it's I not need a bad smell it's just different just a different smell and you know your smell so it's like when you notice something different you're like huh that's weird wow yeah very cool it's like curry i don't know why curry specifically but literally it's like <laughs> i had indian food it's really weird um <laughs> and then beyond that like my calories overall calories didn't change too much mm-hmm. i was definitely eating more like maintenance level or above so probably around like 1800 2000 calories a day um and really just going by how I felt um but again there was like this weird I'm always hungry and full feeling yeah (laughs) because I would be hungry like really hungry and then I'd eat and be really full and then get really hungry because I didn't actually eat that much so I was definitely eating more often, smaller amounts. Um, but what was nice about being low carb, like most of the day at least, because if I had carbs, they were always at nighttime for the most part, um, is I would just make super calorie dense meals not that weren't didn't have a lot of volume to them. Like I did not have big salads in my last trimester. Okay. There wasn't room for big salads. <laughs> Yeah. Like volume wise. If I ate a bunch of lettuce, like I'd be super full and wouldn't be able to eat anything else that actually was like giving me the calories I needed. So I kept like just calorie dense, smaller volume of food overall. Yeah. What is that? What did that look like in terms of an example or an actual meal? Um, well, I kept the fats to more like coconut oil, okay. um, butter, rather than like a handful of nuts, which mm-hmm. I would have here and there as like a little snack, but I didn't use volumes of fat in that way if that makes sense yeah um did a lot of like olive oil excuse me um you know meat obviously smaller portions um or I would choose like a fattier meat also which helped yeah and obviously during pregnancy there's so much connection between the mother and her child Mm -hmm. and you were doing what felt right in your body it sounds like you really listened to what you need did you notice any changes in the way that Dominic was shifting in your belly or the way that he responded to this change in diet and not necessarily diet, but I guess the frequency and types of meals that you were eating between second and third and trimester, second and third trimester, excuse me? Yes, um, but more on the carb end of things. Okay. Um, definitely like when my blood sugar went up, he was like having a party. Yeah. <laughs> party time which didn't help because I'm extra full now because I just had carbs and they you know expand and like really fill you up Mm -hmm. and then on top of that he's like kicking up a storm so I'm like like laying back on the couch (laughs) trying to lift my rib cage off of my belly so that I can breathe and he's like going to town (laughs) like a ninja little ninja <laughs> I mean I, I can't tell you how many videos I have of just putting the my my phone like on my boobs down at my belly and just watching him like move around in there oh wow oh yeah <laughs> party time <laughs> really cool to watch but not super comfortable yeah at all I and can't he imagine would always kick me like in the one you know based off of how he was situated um you know he was kicking way more on one side than the other and did you find that was consistent in early stages of pregnancy in terms of how he was reacting when your body needed yeah. or just had carbs? Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
party time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I didn't notice any diff- any any more or less movement with other things that I ate. Gotcha. It was more it was more at that point it was consistency around the time of day. So like every morning around 10 he would start to move. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And is there anything I'm curious? So as you're going through labor labor is obviously one of the most maybe the most challenging things so. a woman's <laughs> body yeah. will ever go through. Is there anything you really focused on nutrition-wise to help your body prepare for that event in advance versus obviously, you know, the day you're going into labor, there's things that you can immediately do right right beforehand maybe. But uh, thinking more long-term, what was your approach? Um, Well, so I had a plan for like the last month. Well, I had like a general plan obviously that I was going to have some flexibility around just going by how I felt. Mm -hmm. Uh, But – that whole plan went out the window because he came early. Yeah. So, but I did have a plan around um, more like what I would eat leading up to the event. So having a little bit more carbs. Um, I wasn't sure if I was, and actually I've gotten this question numerous times um, during my pregnancy from other pregnant women, like how I planned on dealing with the labor. Like, am I going to, you know, carb have a carb night the night before. Obviously, with those situations, you don't know when the baby's going to come. So right. you can't, you know, you can only plan so much. Um, but I knew that loading myself up before would help get through that process. Sure. Um, I'd have a little bit more energy um, and probably just be able to sustain however long it was going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. So what my plan was obviously didn't go didn't work out but I had a list of things that I could eat or prepare right before that's great um and a lot of doctors or at least a lot of hospitals don't recommend eating once you've gone into labor I've heard that um and I'm not sure if it's because of the potential for needing medication yeah or I mean a a c-section is a major yeah yeah that Mm -hmm. makes sense um but I I pretty much had it in my mindset that like yeah. We're not going to end up down that route. So I'm going to have a meal and I know my body and I'm going to need to eat something. Totally. You need a lot of strength yeah. and a lot of endurance. Mm-hmm. So I made a shake and I did, um, I made a calorie dense shake, which I ended up eating over like an hour because <laughs> it was really <laughs> dense. Um, but I did coconut milk, like full fat coconut milk. Mm-hmm. I did a couple scoops of whey protein. I put um, a banana, a full, like a really big, super ripe banana, which I had luckily put a stock of in the fridge. So I let them get really ripe and then put them in the fridge or the freezer. These were still in the fridge at the time. And then I put two scoops of almond butter in there. Nice. And that was my shake. Yeah. Protein, mm-hmm. good Protein, fat. Protein, good fat, carbs. Um, and that ended up being perfect. That's great you had that plan because I imagine – Maybe when your body gives you signals and signs that you're about to go into labor, mm-hmm. maybe your water breaks, maybe contractions start. It's so exciting. And I can only imagine all of the emotions swirling around in your head to yeah. be able to say, hey, okay, I made this list. Just eat it. Not have to think too much about it. Yeah. One, and drinking it I think helped because I could yeah. kind of like carry it around as I like I got my bag ready and did mm-hmm. other things. Um 
And I definitely wasn't hungry when I was eating it, but it was like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to eat again. I don't know how long this is going to be. So just being more proactive about why I was having it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. So I have a lot of friends who are pregnant right now, and they're getting a lot of their nutrition and diet advice from their doctor. And Mm -hmm. there's this long list of things that they can eat and that they can't eat. And it seems like you, obviously, you're a nutrition expert and know so much about this. And I love your approach around just listening to your body mm-hmm. and doing what feels right to you. How did you balance, you know, taking in that massive amount of medical information, maybe coming from different sources, yeah. whether it's Google or your doctor, and also listening to your body? I think that's really great. Um, well, I did a lot of research yeah. before, and I had worked with a lot of pregnant women prior to my own pregnancy. So I Mm -hmm. think that that helped a lot. Um, And I knew what a lot of like the conventional wisdom around (laughs) diet during pregnancy was. Um, I also knew what a lot of the most common symptoms around pregnancy was, like more of the like uncomfortable ones. Mm -hmm. And I knew how related those were to carb consumption. So in doing my own research, I basically just picked and choose what I knew – either sounded appropriate or that I knew would work well for me so and then there were things that like speaking of the list of things that like you're not supposed to eat (laughs) which is way too long Um, and I understand the logic around a lot of it but I totally played with fire on like 90% of that list yeah and like I had deli meat (laughs) I had sushi I didn't have it all the time and I only had it from like the best you know we live in San Francisco it's you get really good quality fish that's like fresh out of the water totally it's fine (laughs) i had some undercooked egg yolks (laughs) a runny egg yolk is like the best part of the egg oh how would you cook it all the way so good i did cook my meat a little better but more like if i didn't know exactly like where the meat was from Mm -hmm. i would say um i mean all of those are just risks for bacteria yeah that's like the main reason but I'm like, if none of these things ever got me sick before, you know, while my the odds could be a little higher now that I'm pregnant, I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah. I gambled a little. Talk to me more about how your knowledge of carbs influenced what you ate when you were pregnant. I know that sometimes when we feel sick to our stomach or a little bit nauseous, doctors will say, eat crackers or Everything chicken like- noodle soup. And is, is, is that what you're talking about there okay gotcha yes um yeah that was probably like the most frustrating part is i was Mm. i was had downloaded a few like pregnancy apps um, which were super helpful in certain areas and then totally made me roll my eyes in other areas yeah because i'd be like oh try this as a healthy snack if you want a boost of energy i'm like (laughs) what these this is what people are doing and then they wonder why they feel so terrible all the time um being sick is one thing and i i I didn't get sick. I didn't get sick once. Um, so obviously I can't speak from experience around that. Wow, that's um, amazing. But I did have uh, another uh, friend and uh, she was a competitor as well, Jessica Reed. She was on the show with me to talk about – she went through her pregnancy using the protocols as well. And she actually experienced terrible morning sickness, like an aversion to meat, like couldn't eat – couldn't have it cooked in the house like just made her really sick and carbs did help her but she also talked a lot about how you know carbs are what you want to reach for 
but she said every time she made protein a priority she always felt better the next day Mm. like her symptoms weren't as bad um so i could see how like having carbs could make you feel better in the moment but it could also fuel the fire like for times to come but again i don't i didn't have that experience yeah so kudos to her and that goes back to your point too around you just don't know how your body might react and you can have this really well thought out plan Mm -hmm. but you don't know if you're going to be totally you know made sick to your stomach when you smell meat right exactly and if that's just not going to work for you it's not going to work for you so you know i think it's at that point a matter of experimenting with other ways um, or other sources of food where you're also still getting like the nutrients that you need because i think getting the nutrients in in however way you can do that Mm -hmm. will help with symptoms also gotcha you know it's going to help you just have better energy like if you're not having protein at all for a week you're probably not going to feel that good anyways yeah whether you're pregnant or not um so you know kind of thinking about it in in those terms yeah um it did help also that when i first met with my doctor that I told her what I do for work and like what my opinions (laughs) were and so she did not she totally respected my opinion and how I wanted to do things and you know still told me things because she knew that she needed to like out of her own obligation absolutely um but she'd always end it with like but you know you know what to do which I appreciated oh that's great yeah it was really nice um because I had to do like a, a glucose test Mm-hmm. which they all want you to do and, and I didn't want to drink the drink oh they make you drink that super sugary drink and sugary, I told her that I wasn't gonna like do that Powerade, but with a lot more yeah sugar yeah like, in a fasted state like oh. here let's see what happens obviously your blood sugar is gonna go up <laughs> obviously um so we negotiated and I ended up just doing an at-home glucose test um okay. for several days before and after meals which was it was a little annoying but it's also really interesting to see yeah. how I handled stuff. That's also really nice too that you were able to ask for that and you were able to get that. I feel like a lot of times, I don't know if it's maybe because I'm walking into a hospital environment or a doctor's office and there's this weird sense of authority and totally. I oftentimes I'm like, oh, whoa, the doctor, you know, so much schooling, so much experience. I have to do what they say. Yeah. But it's nice to know that you have that power as a patient and you can do things the way you want them to be done and Mm -hmm. still have the same outcomes and also have that decision respected too that's great yeah absolutely very very helpful um but also still being really open to what she had to say in case there was a lot of value there Mm -hmm. so if she had something that she felt like she wanted to share um or that maybe i was missing out on you know I, i was very open to hearing what she had to say and why um and her experience with that so that's um, great yeah that, that was nice yeah she was she was great i'll probably if i'm still have kaiser then i'll probably stick with her nice again yeah she was nice um great great bedside manner too which i think is oh so super important. important super important um so back to the la the the third trimester I, yeah i feel like that was the only dietary change that i made was having the smaller bits of carbs right and I really didn't change what I was eating like the types of foods at all pretty Mm -hmm. much just kept it really simple with what I knew and again like keeping the the volume of food down but calorie dense to make sure I was getting enough um but I did also play with 
and I, I talked about this in the episode on my first trimester where I experienced like a lot of fatigue and exhaustion where they say, you know, oh, you're, you're creating a child. You need to eat more food. Sure. But I also like there were days where like I didn't leave the house and like didn't move around that much. And I'm like, well, I could probably eat normal amount of food because I'm not actually expending any energy besides growing a baby inside. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> so, that, you know, there were some days that. where I kind of broke even. Um, and I feel like I did that towards the end as well. Mm. And from and I would have been curious to see like how much more weight I had gained if any towards the end I probably would have gained weight because at that point the baby's gaining weight so unless I'm losing weight and the baby's gaining weight you would not break even yeah so um by the time he came I was I had put on 26 pounds mm-hmm. so I was at my heaviest ever that I had ever been um and and I would forget about that sometimes you know that like oh I'm actually like carrying along a lot more weight <laughs> yeah and 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 I would catch myself in those moments like when I would go to do like body weight dips in the gym and I'm like oh these are really hard today and I'm like actually <laughs> I just weigh more yeah I'm trying to like push up 20 extra pounds <laughs> that's why these are hard so I'm not just tired absolutely and your weight distribution is completely thrown off yeah mm-hmm. I wonder if that will maybe be tough for me too. I've experienced disordered eating in the past and watching your body gain a lot of weight, but also gently reminding yourself that it's because there's something really magical happening Mm -hmm. right now. I hope that I'll be able to fully appreciate it and not get wound up in some of those more controlling behaviors that have unfortunately ridden some of my past years, especially in Mm -hmm. college and post-college. Yeah. Well, it's super common and I, I definitely have my own bits of um, uh, body dysmorphia and that's just from having competed for so long and watching my body get to like extreme levels and winning awards for it and getting a lot of approval from people on how I looked. Um, And then, you know, I did still get a lot of that during my pregnancy because I still looked really fit and had a little bit of like abs over my stomach, which was weird but cool (laughs) abs over your baby belly yeah it was weird that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty cool um who are you (laughs) it's amazing it was really cool but i think like the belly the belly pumps which i have a whole episode on that too did um, he come out with abs i have to ask no (laughs) i mean i'm I'm sure they were there they're just (laughs) hidden by his cute little like baby belly um but mine came back really fast um and I, I really think it's a mixture of like the belly pumps that I did all the 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 core work that I did throughout the pregnancy mm-hmm. um I, I won't jump to postpartum quite yet um but we'll get there in a few minutes um but I did do those like on day two of on day two after having him wow yep. and going back to third trimester how did your fitness or exercise routine shift at all compared to other trimesters Uh, if at all yeah it did um but more so because I'm navigating around the big belly at that Uh, point so mm -hmm. it wasn't I couldn't do moves because it was just physically in the way like I stopped going to yoga to, to the reboot class um that I was going to once a week because I was having to do too many modifications to where I wasn't like enjoying it as much (laughs) like obviously I'm not gonna lay on my stomach that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so much of going to a yoga class is having it 
guided by someone and if you know every other pose you have to come up with With a modification it's like man i could either be doing this at home and also i'm not getting out of my head i'm trying to figure out exactly (laughs) exactly well i'm not gonna like ask for adjustments for every move because there's a lot of them um little things like even just getting in and out of the car was a little awkward like my car's kind of high up so like Mm -hmm. having to step up and then like have my knee hit my belly and then (laughs) Like, yeah. Couldn't climb on the counters anymore, um, which is how I usually get things from the sh- top shelves. Now, you know, at that point I was like pulling a chair over um, or just forgetting about it altogether because I was too tired <laughs> to climb on the chair. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, I walked a lot, which helped. Um, I live in a really hilly area, so I was, you know, walking up the hills and um, taking breaks at a <laughs> Every block because I have, if to do that when ever, I have to do that when I'm not pregnant. So. <laughs> if anybody of you have seen some <laughs> of my Instagram posts of me going on my walks, like there's a couple of hills where in San Francisco they're so steep that there are steps. Yeah. On the side of oh, on yeah, the sidewalk. Yeah. Yep. And so I would do that and I would like walk a block and then catch my breath and I okay, just add a stroller to that now. Oh I do. It's great. <laughs> it's like a prowler push. Glutes on fire. It's great. It's a really good. I just go straight arms and like drive through the heels. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so lots of walks. I would say body wise in like in terms of any discomfort that I felt towards the end. Um, again, I probably cop it up to like not eating a lot of carbs very often is I did not uh, get any awkward swelling, which is super common. I didn't have any digestive issues, like none whatsoever from the beginning to the end I was super regular I didn't have any gas issues which apparently is really common you're still in your same size shoes yep um yeah my feet didn't swell up they would hurt like the arches of my feet would hurt sometimes towards the end of the day but Mm -hmm. I also stood still at my desk all day long I was on my feet and that's a lot of extra weight to just carry on my little feet um so I had my golf ball when I would roll out the arches of my feet often which felt really good oh yeah uh, oh yeah really really good i've heard that having your feet held during labor can even be something that's really relaxing and I nice should have tried that something there maybe acupuncture i don't know yeah probably or is that acupuncture no reflexology, reflexology. excuse me yeah yeah um so were there any I know that uh, during labor, certain positions can be really helpful to facilitate the birth process. Did Mm -hmm. you find yourself craving maybe doing more squats during your trimester or any physical activities that you felt like would really facilitate maybe an easier labor or help your maybe muscle memory during the labor process? Yes. Um, So I did keep up with my squats um, for a couple of reasons. One, because it it felt really good. I also did like a lot of like sumo deadlifts and things like that. I remember you mentioned deadlifts felt great. Yeah, really, really good. All like super wide stance. I couldn't do anything narrow stance because my stomach just hit my legs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt that's (laughs) in the way. Um, And I also, you know, used the, the belly pumps the core work as my gauge of like should I is this exercise still safe to do um, not only just doing the exercise but um, how much endurance I had to do the exercise so this was a lot of stuff that I learned from Sarah Bradford who I had on the show uh, regarding the core work right. during pregnancy and some of the stuff that she taught me and or at least how to play with it during my workouts was um, 
contracting your abs, your, your core, like controlling your diaphragm, drawing in as you're doing that, but also keep playing with the contraction of your pelvic floor. So whether it was open or closed, um, because during exercise, you want to keep it all tight. Mm-hmm. But during labor, you have to engage your core or relax your pelvic floor. Interesting. Which is kind of like rubbing your head and patting your stomach. Yeah. I'm trying to do it right now as I'm sitting here. I'm like, really oh. awkward. So I did a lot. Of, I, I played with that a lot, especially in the last couple months. More of just trying to get that mind body connection yeah what does that feel like how long can I sustain that for um how can I sync my breath up with that so I use all of those techniques anytime I would exercise and basically like if I couldn't maintain that during the exercise I shouldn't be doing the exercise or only do it for as long as I can control that and did you find yourself relying on those techniques during labor? I feel like my mind yes. would just immediately go to, ah, this is yeah. happening. <laughs> well, that's what the doula's for. <laughs> there you go. Um, and the doula, I she was a referral from Sarah. So Amazing. she knew all of that work. And so she would, and we had talked about that previously. She's like, well, what what kind of cues do you need from me? Right. And I'm like, I do visualization really well. So like, these are the things you should say to me. <laughs> Imagine you're pelvis opening yeah yeah but not so like anatomical or yeah okay yeah gotcha um or she'd be like she'd like touch somewhere and be like put your focus here or something Mm. like that and I'm like okay got it I can do that that's great yeah so that's the type of work that I did with training um I also then I mean it's a great like ego check at the same time because I'm like while I can do all of these like cool exercises do I need to do them? No. Absolutely not. Uh, like the gymnastics definitely took a backseat. Um, I did some handstand sometimes, which, like against the wall at that point. Mostly because I didn't trust my balance and I didn't want to have to worry about that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that handstands are fun. And if I'm like overthinking them, then they're not fun anymore. So I can wait to do those again. Not a big deal. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> So stuff like that, I think there were moments of like I would try a move and then realize that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then just be okay with that. Mm -hmm. What was Mm -hmm. Dominic's uh, position in your stomach throughout your, I guess, third trimester? Did he stay? What is is the right one? Anterior? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Head down. He was actually kind of onto the side. So like his back. So head down and his back was like on my left side. Okay. So all the kicks were on the right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's nice because I think you want the baby's heavier side to be towards your heavier side. Yeah. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And did you find he shifted around when you were doing any of these movements or when he went into headstand? So when I would, um, yes, but it was more because I would do the belly pumps, I think. Okay. So like I would do the belly pumps, which would kind of come put a little pressure on him Mm -hmm. and then anytime I was done exercising I would like fully relax and let my belly hang out which happened towards the end of the day anyways because you get tired and it's like (laughs) the belly would like grow several inches by the end of the day um so anytime on my way home from working out he would like be moving around he's like space this room to move around yeah and probably like my blood was pumping and that woke him up too from like doing all the moves so yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna do his own little workout routine totally 
I know. Thanks, Mom. About time I had the space to do it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we're, we have our own little workouts we do at home. Oh, <laughs> I'm not getting carried away or anything. It's not going to be like a baby gymnast, but you know, <laughs> doing like normal stuff. <laughs> have them develop as you should. So, um, and then I guess we can jump. Do you have any more questions for like third trimester? I'm trying to think if I missed anything. Mm, I don't mm. think so. I mean, I have a lot of questions, I think, right when you talked about what you eight right when labor started Mm -hmm. i think that was what i was really curious about but yeah happy to jump all if i have any more i'll always ask yeah if i think of anything (laughs) else just like all of a sudden i'll just throw it in there but i feel like that was all the adjustments and again like there could have been more if i had made it through that last month Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i would have had experienced more like i mean probably more discomfort because he would have gotten my belly would have gotten substantially yeah. larger. Um, I know I did have some issues with sleep, but more of like just being comfortable and then having to pee all the time because mm-hmm. you just pee all the time. Yeah. I mean, it was like clockwork, like every three hours in the middle of the night, up to pee, did, up to pee. I do have one. And being so thirsty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, actually, here's something interesting. And I noticed this like upon getting pregnant, mm-hmm. I could no longer break a sweat like at all interesting not a drop normally when i go to reboot the yoga class it's like a hot room there's a lot of people in it it's not hot yoga it just happens to be a warm room yeah and there's a lot of like 78 or 79 yeah there's like a lot of bodies in there normally i'm like pouring sweat oh i look like i got hosed afterwards Yeah. yeah i couldn't break a sweat i would like glisten and like feel like i was on the verge and then nothing like i was retaining water in a completely new way and that was true for the entire pregnancy that's really interesting mm-hmm. and is that something that you've read a lot of women experience yeah. and so just because your body wants to hold on to that hydration i think so and being really thirsty all the time mm. mm-hmm. yep so with the peeing and needing to pee during sleep um, i also got some I only got a couple cramps, which is also really common, but I had my leg twitched a lot, which would like wake me up. Interesting. Yeah. Really and annoying. Any uh, like stretching or kind of more like passive exercises other than that yoga class? Um, yeah, I would do stuff at home all the time. That's great. You mentioned the golf ball. The golf rolling. ball, I would foam roll, even just laying on the foam roller like on my back. Yeah. I was able to lay on my back throughout the whole time. Um, that might might have changed if I had made that the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd actually, and I'm not a back sleeper, but I always like ended up on my back. Like I wake up and be like, oh, I'm on my back. That's so weird. Um, and maybe that was just how we were both more comfortable. I don't know. Um, I do remember my husband saying that when I would like lay behind him, he could feel Dominic like, like kicking his back. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Like, hey, dad. <laughs> um, so I think that's everything I can think of for the third yeah. trimester. Um, Had you been thinking about nutrition at all post-birth? Because I know it was probably kind of sprung on you because you oh, yeah. weren't expecting to go into it so quickly. Oh, I had like so many things I was going to do. I was going to like prepare all these meals and freeze them. And I bought like a mini freezer for outside to like put all of this food I was going to make that obviously didn't <laughs> happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of my last month plans uh i'm still trying to get them done yeah 
<laughs> I'm I'm curious. I know this is mainly focused on kind of the nutrition side of things and the physical side of things, but what was that like emotionally to have it happen more quickly than you expected and having to uh, kind of release those plans? You mentioned the word freeing, but did, was there yeah. a struggle there at all? No. Mostly because it was like, well, there's nothing I can do. So what's the point yeah. of wasting energy? I have He's to coming. have. I want to meet him. Yeah. And like we're just shifting our focus 180. Yeah. 180 degrees. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much just let go of all that. There was That's definitely great. like a moment of like, I don't want to say panic. Obviously, it was like shock. Um, like when my water broke, mm-hmm. it was more of like <gasps> excitement and then be like, oh, shit shit like we're running already for this um so there was that but then I let that pass pretty pretty quick and then I was just more excited and yeah um you know there were like little bits in the back of my head like just being a little concerned because like, I didn't know why he was coming early and I wasn't sure if something was wrong um but I tried not to like focus on that at all sure I just tried to stay super super positive yeah and um that's all you can do right exactly so at that point, it was more of like a mental game, mm-hmm. trying to keep my composure and just like being in touch with how my body was feeling and more so I could give like as much feedback to uh, like my doula and yeah. the doctors as possible. That's great. So, I feel like that. It's like being in the moment. I love the phrase you used, mental game. Mm-hmm. That's such a big player, I would imagine. But yeah. birth, so many people, I think, immediately associate it with that physical game yeah so much going on mm-hmm. in the mind too i'm glad you mentioned that yeah well it's i mean they're connected yeah and having done as much work like with the body as i've done over the years i think i mean just like they say you know like you are what you think and words become or thoughts become your words words mm-hmm. become your actions and knowing like how being in tune with my body and knowing how I respond to stress and how much it shows up in my body that I didn't want. I knew that that wasn't going to help the process, mm-hmm. me being like super tense. Um, and I knew that wasn't going to help him come out faster. So I was like, okay, relax. You're going to come into a relaxing space. Yeah. <laughs> like really trying to just be that. And it really helped a lot. That's that great. So, yep. So then afterwards, because I've already shared, like, the birth story, so we won't get into that. Um, Afterwards, I was, like, crazy hungry, like, super crazy hungry. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, specifically, like, immediately afterwards? Yeah, I would say, like, so he came, and then, you know, they do all the, like, last-minute, like, tests, make sure everything's good. Right. Um, I actually walked to the recovery room from... The, from the late the delivery room let me guess um, you, your abs were back already too probably not qu- i mean i wasn't paying attention <laughs> to that so i'm not sure if they were um <laughs> i just remember them giving me a wheelchair and then being like i don't know i feel okay um you know i was exhausted obviously um but it felt good to like move yeah my body felt totally different at in that moment and uh just walking and then just being tired and super hungry and bless my husband's heart he was like do you want sushi I was like yes I do <laughs> so he went I was like I need I need carbs <laughs> I need rice give me something yeah so he went and got like a shit ton of sushi it was delicious um gobbled that up and then 
really thirsty and I, you know, knew breastfeeding was something that I wanted to do. So I made it a point to like, if I, for the carbs that I had, I did try to choose ones that, you know, research shows can be helpful. So yeah. Um, Which ones? Um, Oatmeal can be really helpful. Okay. So I had uh, some friends make me some like lactation cookies, which with uh, oatmeal, flax, um, brewer's yeast, other like they, one of them like threw chocolate chips in there, things like that. Oh, that's great. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.